When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello again, everyone. This is your good friend, Patrick O'Dowd, joined by David Ungar here on this beautiful Fabe Tuesday to bring you another edition of Musical Chairs. That's right. Episode two of Musical Chairs, Dave. Being recorded here on August 15th, Fabe, August 15th. Um, welcome to the program, everybody. Yeah, Musical Chairs, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, chairshot.com. We'll remind you to always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get all of your chair shot merch 1999 for one of those awesome t-shirts or spend a few dollars more get it soft style and dave as i sit here and look at the calendar as it's turned over by the way love the uh, star wars shirt you're rocking today last jedi how, uh, how ironic is that right just saying the best of the sequel series on your chest even you know it because i don't think you have a rise of skywalker shirt dude i do not there's a no. reason there's a reason for that that's right uh, this was, was a christmas was gift so there you go Yes, exactly, because the the giver knew how to give the good Star Wars gift. Anyway, I texted Dave ahead of recording this week because we've hit enough episodes of musical chairs over the last two summers that I was like, have we covered this band? And so Dave was generous enough to text me season two because we still have the Spotify season one playlist sitting out there uh, for all of you who want to check it out. I I, I do wonder if we could... I guess jump back in the Wayback Machine, see if we can find the tunes that we put on for last season. We could just expand the playlist to to cover those uh, and have them out there. Uh, if you have Spotify, you can always you can find it. So uh, maybe during one of the commercial breaks, quote unquote, I'll effort uh, the the name of the playlist. It's it's really boring if I do recall. It's basically uh, musical chairs sound, you know, playlist. But uh, our first season, Dave, we had. A 30 plus song playlist that we built uh we're not gonna hit 30 plus i think the festival that we both went to near the end of the uh season when the pandemic was starting to lighten up kind of like right bumped the the uh the volume a bit right i absolutely by the way the name of that playlist chair shot radio colon musical chairs season one all there, and not all of the tunes that we covered um, are on that playlist. That some of them were not on Spotify odd enough. Oddly enough, a couple of my uh, a couple of my deep cuts not available. A couple of Dave's deep cuts actually oddly enough not available. But it it got it just it really did it got me to think. I was like, damn, we we had like a strong dedicated pandemic summer, and then you know the pandemic closures ended. Uh, the pandemic itself didn't end, but the closures ended. And so Dave and I started living our lives. 
that's how I became addicted to Disney travel, everybody, is because I I revenge traveled. And then the little O'Dowd and myself were like, Mama O'Dowd, we go back. And we booked a trip to go back. And then we booked another trip. Because Dave, I told you we booked, we've now booked a trip for April. I'm now going in November. We're now going again in April. We're going to be staying in the Wilderness Lodge Deluxe Resort with uh, buying somebody's DVC points. We're doing the whole shebang. We've got the annual passes. We're doing it all, Dave. We're doing it all. Getting the annual pass holder discounts, you know, such as they are for our snacks and some of our merch. It's going to be something. Somebody's got to support the ongoing uh, efforts of Disney to stiff arm these striking bastards, right? Well, you know what? Well, we can talk about this when we record BWN on Kayfabe Monday. That's right. We're actually going to go back in time on Kayfabe Monday to record because today's Kayfabe Tuesday. Um, but I, I do love that fa- somebody finally told Iger, dude, just say you want the strike to be over as fast as possible. His latest interview at his quarterly at the Disney quarterly earnings uh, conference call was, I want the strike to end as soon as possible. And, and you just got to imagine it's because he looked like a dick. Like Bob Iger went from being like, yay, Bob Iger's back to, damn, he's a Bond villain. Crazy. He's an asshole. He's just like, he's, 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 I mean, he's not as out of touch as the guys over at WB, but mm, not far behind it. The the dude is like, we made a hundred million dollars in the second quarter. This strike was good for us. What are you talking about, dude? Oh my Lord. Anyway, here we are. Another second episode of musical chairs season three. I, I don't know about you, Dave. I went, uh, every season so far, I've done one of my all-time faves. This is my number three all-time fave band today that I'm going to talk about. And I'll, I, you know, we'll, we'll save that for for the meat of the podcast. So I'm very excited to talk about my and terrified that I missed something. And you're going to be like, dude, we already covered it. And if if that happens, <laughs> then I'm just going to call this blank band revisited because we're just going to revisit it because I got no backup, no parachute today. No parachute. I've got uh, one of so my. I'm really excited today. Yeah, I've got one of my top tens as well. But I know I haven't done this one. I'm safe. I'm fairly certain I haven't done this. One, uh, but I'm always nervous when it, when because you're you're a much better gatekeeper of the list. I must say, like well, you you hold it, them all. It's easy because I can access Chairshot's website and you can't. So there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Demarco promises have been made repeatedly and not fulfilled. But you know. I'm so crazy busy in August that, like, I, I'll i be honest, I'm not in a place to really pressure him as much as I should, because it's just, like, all I'm thinking about, like, even right now, as we record on Kayfabe Tuesday, all I'm thinking about is my coming work week, because that's that's where we are in August. That's that's my life in August. I hear you, man. I mean, and Greg, so, Greg's living in the hottest place in the world. So geez, Louise. Yeah. He posts these Instagram videos of his workouts where he's like, I did a jog in 112 degree weather. And I'm like, dude, don't do that. No, that's, like, that's, that's how, that's not the flex you think it is, man. That's how people die. <laughs> yeah, that's not like you have leukemia, man. Yeah. I appreciate your recovery, Roman, but still, you know, right. Right. Cool. So uh, it sounds like folks, you've got two of our absolute favorites coming your way today on, on musical chairs. And so, we're going to go to a commercial break, and then Dave actually will go first this time. I went first last time. I remember this, so we're, we're taking our turns. We're back in order. Uh, we're going to take this first commercial break, and then Dave is going to come back and regale you with one of his top 10 all-time artists. You are listening to Musical Chairs here on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshop.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshop.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to Musical Chairs here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of thechairshot.com, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot for all of your chairshot merch needs. Last week, I went first talking to you about two cellos. Fun story. I uh, was trying to complete my two cellos collection where I totally don't borrow CDs from the library. And then I totally don't put them on my iTunes. And I totally don't then add them to my phone. Like, that's not what I do. That's not something that happened. Uh, But one of the uh, collections that I rented uh, is a collection. It's called Score. And it scores uh, from films that they, they've done it uh it came with a bonus disc of a live performance that they did in the sydney opera, opera house with the sydney symphony orchestra and that was fun like that was the only chance i was i'm ever going to see to see them in concert so i took full advantage of it just watched it this morning as part of my morning they put on a hell of a show it sucks that they're no longer there. two cellos yeah two cellos yeah, yeah. I, I was reading. What I was put, yeah, I was putting it together. I was reading about that. Hey, you know what? That's a perfect segue, Pat. Because talking about bands that have broken up and gotten back together a few times uh, leads into my choice for musical chairs. One of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, a band who I kind of not grown up with because I was, you know, in my what thirties when they first kind of broke onto the scene, but. You know, you know, Green Day is my favorite band, um, but there's a yeah. another band that kind of revolution uh, revolutionized the whole pop punk movement, and that's Blink One Eighty Two. And so, you know, what's funny ass story? It's not my band today, okay? But it was definitely it was definitely on my season three list to cover, uh, especially because they've had a bit of a resurgence, resurgence as of late. Yeah, and and their story is is fascinating. How this band started out here in Southern California in the late nineties, I think it was ninety five, ninety six, somewhere in there. Um, and you know they had they had some moderate success, and and the evolution of this band when they started out just kids having fun, writing stupid lyrics. Um, musically, they were solid. I, you know, I don't think they would get confused with bands like Rush or some of these other bands, but they were very good and. You know, they they kind of came out with the the first couple of records, and I think "Damn It" was the big breakthrough for them. You know, where they kind of got that mainstream success, and and they had you know, and, and they were they were a different kind of band. The the sound of the first two records changes. You know, it's very different from what we get later on, and that's one of that's because they had a different drummer, Scott Rayner, who um had to be replaced because he had some repeated issues with uh, drinking, some personal issues, some things that just kind of 
they couldn't it wasn't sustainable but I, I think you know if you look if you listen to dude ranch this the uh the album with damn it on it i mean there's some really solid songs and he's a hell of a drummer he's not the replacement though and travis barker comes into the band and I, you know and i didn't even realize this till looking into it like he when they went on tour he learned their whole 20 song set list for that first show in 45 minutes so that tells you what kind of a drummer travis barker is um and then of course you get to 1999 and you get enema of the state and I think, man, honestly, Pat, I think this album is a little underrated, in my opinion, because people look at Enema it. Enema of the State? You think it's underrated? I do. I, I think I think from really? the standpoint of not from the standpoint of its of its, you know, influence on the pop punk movement, but like some of the songs on there that just kind of get overlooked as being very pop punky, very cliche. It's fun. There's some really good music on that. Like What's My Age Again is is a more complex song than I think a lot of people give it credit for. And I know the video where they're running naked through the streets of California, of LA or wherever it is um, overshadows that. And of course you have all the small things and things like that, but yeah, they, they exploded on the scene uh, in 99. And then like I, in 2002, they go and they had that pop disaster tour with green day, which I went to. And unfortunately for Blink-182, Green Day sucked the energy out of most of the stadiums and the arenas before they got on there. But you know, they, they continued, they're a band that continued to evolve, you know, and they came out with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, which was sort of more mature. And then they had, then the problems with the band started to develop, you know, and you had, the great thing about them that I always loved is it's, it's rare. You don't see, you see this sometimes, you know, like, you know, you can think of a few bands that have this dynamic where you've got two front men, both of them who can sing, both of them in a lot of songs singing at the same time. And their voices are so different and distinct from each other, and yet it works really, really well. And Tom DeLonge and, and Mark Hoppus, and you look at some of the songs that they do and how seamlessly these songs flow between, you know, like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is one of the best examples of this. Half of them are written by Tom, half are written by Mark. You can say, this is my favorite, that's my favorite. They're all really good. But then, you know, you got the creative differences between the guys that started to come in. And, and you know, Travis wanted to do more hip-hop and heavy metal sort of things. And and Tom wanted to do a different thing. And Mark wanted to kind of stay the course. And, and you know, they put out that very polarizing self-entitled record, Blink-182, which, you know, I, I, I always liked the record quite a bit. A lot of people didn't because it's like, it's like, it's like any other band. Like when Rush experimented with synthesizers, it's like, oh, they're selling out. And Blink kind of did some experimental stuff. And that's fine. And then, you know, they break up. And then, you know, Mark or Tom does Boxcar Racers, which <laughs> one of the best albums I have that I love is their their first one. You know, Mark goes and does Plus 44. Travis does his own things. They're split up for a while. Then, of course, Travis survives that horrific plane crash that, you know, all those people died. And him and uh, I think Adam Goldstein were the only ones to survive that. Um, you know, Travis survives that. They kind of get they get back together in 2009, but it's pretty much assumed that Tom wasn't fully invested in the whole thing. And I thought Neighborhoods was a really solid record, but then that doesn't last. They break up. Mark Skiba from Alkaline Trio comes in. They go on with it with Mark and Travis, um, you know, and they and and California and, and Nine are OK albums, you know, Dark Side is is an underrated song that gets wiped out because the video is just god awful i mean you've seen the video for that right pat the uh where all the kids dressed in red doing the uh um, fortnite flossing moves and yeah. it's just it's it's a difficult watch but 
you know, along the way, you get the whole thing where Mark gets uh, diagnosed with cancer. Now they kind of all come back together. Edging comes out, which is a really good song. Um, I know Travis had a, a pretty significant finger injury. So the release of the albums got pushed push back to October, which ironically is when the when we were young festivals having happening in Vegas. I don't know if you've seen the lineup for this thing. It's tremendous. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's a big, it's a big, big, it's timeline. big. Yeah, and the tickets are ridiculously huge. priced, but no, I think these guys, as far as like their evolution, where they've gone from, you know, these kids doing videos, being in the American, Amer- an American pie and kind of being the soundtrack for the first two movies. And then you just watch how they've evolved as people and as musicians and they've gotten more mature, but then you look at edging has some really <laughs> funny blinkish elements to it. So at their core, they're kind of the same, but I think, you know, their influence on pop punk and what they led to, I mean, like everything the way, I mean, talking about the, when we were young festival, I'd say 75% of the bands on that lineup are heavily influenced by blink 182, you know, bands like fallout boy and, and all time low and, and bands like that, you know, the explosion of, of pop punk in the um, early two thousands is it's all just a, a byproduct of, of what Blink-182 did. So yeah, they, they've always been one of my favorites. I, I mean, I love their videos. They're some of the funnest parodies of boy bands and things like that. Um, but I defer to you. I, I yeah, They're just, they're just, they've always been one of my favorites. Can't wait for the new record. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really good throwback sort of stuff. So, and of course, you know, Tom now has been heavily involved with the whole UFO thing. Um, the, the stuff that the New York Times put out there, the, radical videos that blew the lid open on this tom posted all that stuff in 2017 on his site so it's interesting yeah oh. it, yeah hmm, interesting stuff but anyway i turn it over to you if they were going to be on your list i'm sure you've got some thoughts about them well true story Blink 182 actually uh their music helped me get through a breakup Ooh. Uh, if that makes sense so when i was in college i uh, i thought i'd met the future mrs o'dowd like completely in love with this and and she broke up with me she broke up with me it took me a really long time to get over it and i'll never forget it was the same year that take off your pants and jacket came out and there is a hidden track at the very end of that that's about moving on from a relationship and for some i can't i couldn't tell you the name of it i don't remember the name of it it's just it's a you know it was what that was the thing people did back in the day with albums by the way kids is you would buy an album and you would listen to it beginning to end, but you would never, like you would pay attention to the clock on the final track because the song ended and the track and the clock kept going. You knew there was something coming. And so you would hang on. And sometimes bands would make you wait forever for some waste of time, like them fucking around in the studio, stuff like that. But other times you got a tune. Bare Naked Ladies have done this before. But Blake 182 did it on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And basically, like the, the, crux of the song and the big lyrics of the song are you know move on uh you know let her go and oddly enough for whatever reason i needed that song uh i needed that song at that time and that was a tune that yeah helped me get over a breakup and it's as silly as it sounds like it's it's amazing that blink 182 of all bands could could help me get past something uh I love the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket album. I, of course, own Enema of the State. Like, who didn't own Enema of the State? Everybody. And, you know, and you, mentioned, and you mentioned What's My Age Again. Like, that's probably my favorite tune on there. All the, all the small things gets all the love and was, was one of the, 
videos that just exploded onto the scene and everybody loved it. And there's one song on there that's very different than all the others. And that's Adam's song. Cause it deals with suicide and yeah. it, and it kind of was the first oh, indication. It's, it's the first indication that these guys had a, a, a more serious side to them. But yeah, like right. you said, there's so many songs on Enema of the state that are just fun. Cause the, the, the joke about blink 182 at that time was all they sing about is like being in high school and fucking around, like being dick. in high school, fucking around lots of dick like, jokes. And then later, <laughs> Yeah, lots of dig being in college and fucking around. Like that was that was that's their whole that was the the sort of blanket statement. But no, I I like Blink One Eighty Two. They're not one of my all time faves by by any stretch of the imagination, but they're definitely a a band I had a lot of respect for. I own a good deal of their music, and yeah, I, I respect your choice. So what are what are we putting on the playlist? That's the real question. So, um, the first one, I guess we'll do this chronologically. You know. Um, the first one actually comes from Enema of the State. And I think, you know, it's interesting because we always talk on bandwagon nerds about things like, especially when we do the list, list shows from the projects, things that don't age well, right? You know, there's lots of things we watched in the 90s that were funny to us then. You look at it, at that didn't age so well. The song Aliens Exist from Enema of the State is the opposite of that. <laughs> when you look at everything that's kind right. of going on in the world and you, you watch the video now and the comments are all like, wow, this really aged well. And it's very true with Tom's obsession with UFOs and his influence in that whole whatever's going on in the world right now. And unless you've been living under a rock for the past few weeks, you know. Um, but that song, when you actually listen to the lyrics, it's like, hmm, interesting. That song aged really well. That's my first one. Uh, not the most popular song on the album, but a lot of people know it. Uh, the other one is... After they did, when they got back together the first time and they did Neighborhoods, then, you know, it took so long for the album to come out. Then they dropped like this five song EP, like a year later that it took them virtually no time at all to put together. The song Disaster from that EP has one of the best riffs that I, I mean, one of my favorite Blink-182 riffs at the beginning of it. I'll play that for you at the end of this thing. I love that, that fucking song. Um, so those are my two deep cuts from, from Blink-182. Aliens exist simply because of... <laughs> how topical it is and a disaster awesome so i'm looking at the we were young festival lineup just to kind of go over all this. isn't it october 21st and 22nd it says that 2023 tickets are sold out sign up for the wait list so if you haven't bought tickets uh, no nah, the secondary oh secondary market lowest you'll get is 400 dollars for a general admission pass which is yeah, it's, you know, you're going to yeah, vegas you're spending a lot of money yeah, but so so Green Day and Blink-182 are the headliners. Then you've got 30 Seconds to Mars, The Offspring, Good Charlotte, Five Seconds of Summer, Rise Against, Motion, Motion City Soundtrack, Yellow Card, Gym Class Heroes, Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, Sum 41. Like, and it just keeps a simple plan. You found glory. Like, as you just keep going all the way down this list, like, it's bangers all the way. Michelle Branch. Yeah. Like if you, just tons and tons of talent. Yeah. I mean, I, it, you know, there are a lot of my favorite bands, but yeah, if you were like, like I look at this for like guys like PC Tunney and Ray cash, this is in their fucking wheelhouse. This is like their Nirvana of me. Well, maybe not. Well, I, I know Ray likes a lot of these bands, but, um, and he might be a little young, but I think like for Tunney or DP, this has got to be like their festival. Oh yeah. I, I would, I would drop money to the guys. Or, or you go to that festival. Like I would, uh, not $400 on the resale market, but, you know, yeah. there you go. So, all right. Well, there you have it, everyone. Dave's choice this week is Blink-182. 
when we we are going to take our next commercial break when we come back i'm going to regale you with my pick this week one of my top three all-time favorite bands you are listening to bandwagon nerds here on the chair shot radio network part of the chairshot.com Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back. I'm curious if I guessed right. I'm waiting for (laughs) Okay, Uh, welcome back to... Welcome back to Musical Chairs here on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot for all of your Chairshot gear needs. Okay. I told myself as we did this that I would spread out my all-time favorite bands over season so that I didn't just kind of go to the well one, two, three. But I have done two of my three favorite all-time acts already. Season one, I think on season one, I did both Queen and Neil Diamond. Uh, or maybe Neil Diamond was C2. Yeah, Neil was uh, your debut. Yeah. So Neil Diamond and Queen. Queen is number one. Neil Diamond is number two. Number three is arguably one of the most influential hard rock bands of all time that was never the same after ending in tragedy in the late 70s. That's The Who. The Who, uh, there guess, was this big... I guessed right. I deliberately didn't mention them in the last discussion. You didn't mention them? I didn't, because when I was talking about bands that have two singers i mean not as pronounced as blink is because it's usually roger and right. pete pete kind of sometimes sort of thing he kind of sings every now and again right. um but here's the th- here's the thing that i like back when the who you know got together you know formed in the late 60s and throughout the 70s if you ever watch the old vh1 show i love the 70s they do a whole thing where they talk about the who and led zeppelin and the argument that people would have back and forth as to who was better, the who were who or Zeppelin? Are you more who guy or a Zeppelin guy? And you know, depending on like, there's no wrong answer to this question when you look at both original lineups. So the you know the who the who formed out of an earlier group called the Detours. Uh, after after that group broke up, they they came you know in this foursome of Roger Daltrey on vocals, Pete Townsend on lead guitar, John Entwistle on bass, and Keith Moon of course on drums and they gained their notoriety for their live performance and destroying their instruments at, 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 on their stage shows they would you know pete would smash his guitar keith with the shit out of his drums they would do all kinds of outrageous stuff and what's really interesting about this is that that theatricality got the eyeballs on but with their musicianship if you look at their old music when they get started there's of course, my generation and songs like Substitute and Happy Jack, like the, these tunes that were big, but a lot of their albums sound a lot like, you know, kind of poppy Beatles tunes, like poppy Beatles tunes, poppy Rolling Stones shit, like here and there. And as they as they switched from the late 69, they released their, their, their first ever concept album and The Who, as much as another band that we have not talked about that is on my list to talk about. Um, the Who, as much as anybody, helped usher in the concept album with Tommy, the rock opera with Tommy, and shows like the thing that was awesome about Who concerts is you would go to a Who concert and they would play a set and do their whole set, and then they would leave and come back and they would play Tommy as as the second half of the show, and it was a condensed version. For those of you who've ever seen the musical Tommy, like it's fine, it's surreal, it's nuts, it doesn't make a lick of goddamn sense. 
go listen to them perform it on a stage show, though. It's a completely different experience, in my opinion. You know, you don't have Anne Margaret rolling around in, you know, baked beans. And it just it makes no fucking sense. Um, they were one of the first bands to really bring in, you know, you talked about experimenting with Blink-182. Like, they started as this traditional you know, sort of classic rock, Beatles sounding, skiffle band sound, bluegrass roots. And then they really got into starting to use things like uh, feedback and synthesizers. They would use, you know, they, they had the development of the Marshall stack. They had large public addresses. They did all this stuff. And then you had Pete Townsend on drum or on, uh, on the guitar. And anybody who's ever tried to do a windmill on a guitar is because Pete Townsend. Because Pete Townsend made that shit famous. And that thing is hard to do by the way kids trying to do the win like he makes it look so fucking easy not easy at all was a maestro it whistle un underrated underrated bass player um it, nowadays like it's it's fascinating when you when we i look at the, the who has kind of become of the two is the more forgotten of the two bands in my opinion outside of keith moon and probably because of the way keith moon died like People don't talk about like people talk about the who I'm not saying that they're not talked or that they're completely forgotten, but like the legend of Jimmy Page is, is just ridiculous. Uh, the legend of Robert Plant as a songwriter and a singer is just ridiculous. Daltrey and, and um, Daltrey and Townsend were every bit the talent. Now Daltrey's voice is, is just, it's such a harder edge voice. It's more like, it's not like there's a, there's a lyrical beauty to, the singing voice of Robert Plant, like the way that his range works and the, the types of notes and the way he sings. Daltrey has none of that. Daltrey is just gritty edge in your face. When you listen to him sing, won't get fooled again. Like it's just, it's, it's something amazing all of its own. And you know, they, they just, they pumped out tune after tune after tune and album for, for this period, right up until 79 when tragically Keith Moon's self-destructive lifestyle took him from them. And they kept going and they, they, they would come together every now and again. Like they, they, they didn't really put any new albums out. They split up after, you know, after being kind of tired of everything they did, you know, they did a film adaptation of Quadrophenia album. They did the documentary. The kids are all right. And then Townsend was kind of done. And so they split in 83. They came together every now and again for live performance. Like they did a set at Live Aid. They, they, they've done tours here and there for like Quadrophenia's anniversary. They did do a reunion in 99, replacing um, Moon with Zach Starkey at drums. Uh, John Entwistle died in 2002, though. And so they, they sort of held off. They were about to release a new album. They finally did in 06 with Endless Wire, which is good. I have it. I like it very much. It sounds very much like uh, late 70s techno poppy who. Like, you're like, oh, that's the who. Um, and they released one other, they, the last album they released, they actually released something in 2019, just titled Who, uh, and toured with the symphony orchestra. The, you know, every now and again, when Townsend and Daltrey kind of want to make a buck, they get back together, they kind of reform the Who and do a, do a quick reunion tour. The, the, they've priced me out of ever seeing right now. Like, they're very expensive to see uh, in Nosebleed. I can't say that about others. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's my band. That's my number three band of all time, the Who. Uh, from concept albums to their old 60s Beatles sound and stuff. Just fucking four geniuses playing great rock. Yeah, they um, they were actually on my list for this season. I wasn't sure where they were, where we were going to get. So we've stolen each other's uh, band from season three. That's cool. Um, 
I wasn't sure we were going to get to them, but yeah, they're they're highly influential. And I mean, I think we talked about when I did Led Zeppelin. Um, I forget whether it was season. I think it was season one. I did Zeppelin, and I know we talked about it. Them the parallels and the ironic. You know, people talk about drummers, the best drummers of all time. Generally, you get down to like I, I mean, with some variances, but you can really say the three Just jump to mind: Neil Peart, you know, Neil Peart, John Bonham, Keith Moon, and all of them are unfortunately gone. Two of them went ironically enough the same way almost you i mean identical ways that john bonham and keith moon you know left this this plane of existence um but yeah their their drumming style was uh, and keith moon was uh I, the energy that him and him and bonham had were just <laughs> infectious and yeah i mean you when you talk just sheer talent of these two bands uh that that have so many parallels you know i mean you've got two of the best guitarists of all time um two of the most iconic singers of all time, two of the most underrated bassists of all time as well with the two bands. Uh, but like you're saying, the who started off a little bit, you know, like my generation and, and thongs, songs like that, that did have. And when you were talking about it, I think, yeah, they kind of had a Beatles esque sort of sound and then they evolved. And like, I don't know what you're going to, what you're going to put for your deep cuts, but one of my, and it's funny, the, the who is one of these bands that, so many people think Bob O'Reilly's title is actually Teenage Wasteland. I've always found that so funny. You know, it's like, that's not the right. name of the song. <laughs> I get it, but that's not the name of the song. Um, but You Better You Bet is one of my favorite songs by The Who. I just absolutely love yeah. And it's such a fun kind of song as well. Um, but yeah, they they are they are a tremendous uh, influential band. Didn't they? They did the Super Bowl several years ago, didn't they? They have. Yeah, they, they have done the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, you name it, they've done it. They've played it. They, they, they are it. Um, you know, some of my, uh, some of my favorites that are, are going to make this, I fucking love magic bus. I think magic yeah. bus is just, just great. Um, you know, get, get high and listen to magic bus. Um, love rain over me, which, you know, Adam Sandler, uh, in one of his, I mean, there's a movie of the same, like his character sings that song left and right. Um, as part of, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie even be that but um the two tunes i'm going to pick today though uh, are, are coming off of two of their biggest albums one of them is coming off of who's next and who's next is an album that was going to be a different title and, and for whatever reason it just sort of fell apart like townsend couldn't get it done they they in time the stress was the pressure was too much so they abandoned the album but later put out who's and who's next is uh pardon the pun a who's who of tunes by this band like it has baba o'reilly it has won't get fooled again it has bargain it, it's got them all my favorite tune on that song though is a song called getting into and it's this kind of sneaky good tune which is very matter of fact it, like the opening lyrics are i'm singing these notes because it fits in well with the chords i'm playing like and, and it then transitions into singing about hit you know getting in tune with with a woman that, that he's in love with or whatever. Uh, but it starts out really soft with this piano sort of playing there. It's real gentle. Like you hear endless along the bass doing some, you know, sort of quiet bass lines. And then just out of nowhere, it hits you with moons, drums and a little bit of a rock edge. It never really gets into like hard pace, but it just, it shows you that edge before bringing back, the, the kind of the, the gentleness of that song. So that is my first. The other tune that I'm going to pick is an instrumental. It is the uh, title of 
the album, it is Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia is the go-to song for me when I need to get up for something. It starts hard and never stops. And it's like the from the second Townsend comes in with his electric guitar about three bars into the tune, it's fucking go all the way through. And it tears you up. And it's just this tour de force of what you're going to get on the concept album that is uh, Quadrophenia. Like you're going to hear bits of other songs from the album within this instrumental. I love it. It's 11 minutes of glory and it's totally worth the time to listen to. Uh, those are my two choices for the who. Can I, I made this won't appear on here cause we only do two per artist, but uh, the, for, one of the songs that I really like by the who, and it's probably cause green day redid it. And I love, I love the way green day redid it, but a quick one while he's away. That's uh that's a good song by the one of my favorite ones by the Who that I I really enjoyed when Green Day redid that one on 21st Century Breakdown but yeah this uh I mean this hey this is these are a couple strong choices this week Pat I'm I'm very pleased with yeah, this fucking episode. bangers man yep yeah this is this is some good stuff so I uh, I don't think you could go wrong and looking at the time we're here wrapping up on about 40 minutes so there you have it everybody Blink 182 and the Who this week's selection for musical chairs. Dave, it's about time to get out of here because we got to go back in time to Kayfabe Monday. Before we do that, though, before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you on the Chairshot Radio Network and on the socials. I mean, you can find me polishing off our flux capacitor because we're going back in time. But otherwise, you can back in time. <laughs> we can have Huey Lewis. Baby. We're gonna get Huey Lewis on on season three. No, uh, maybe. You never know, but Maybe you can season seven, season seven, 2027 musical chairs. Um, you can find me on Twitter at attitude ag. That is at attitude, a G G facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And you can find me on the chair shot radio network every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Mondays talking nerdy stuff with this guy to my right on my Skype screen, as well as PC Tony Tuesdays. We're of course talking uh, music and hockey depending on the time of year right now we're in musical chairs mode and wednesdays i am joining greg demarco on the greg demarco show to talk a little wrestling that's going to do it for this oh and you can find me on the socials on the x twitter at wrestling realist that is at w-r-e-s-t-l-n-g-r-e-a-l-i-s-t you can also find me on threads at the same name uh yes i gotta get I'm used gonna to keep calling it x twitter forever <laughs> X Twitter for life. Keep calling it Twitter. It's like X. X Twitter. I like it. There you go. X Twitter. All right. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Make sure you check out the tunes we've suggested and come back next week when Dave and I will have two other great bands and some of their lesser known hits for you to check out. You have been listening to Musical Chairs on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. Door open all night. I know the secret.
this note Cause it fits in well with the chords I'm playing I can't pretend there's any need in hidden in the things I'm saying But I'm in tune Right in tune Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.